The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. If you own a business, you know how difficult it can be to get new clients. But what if you had your own sales team? BNI Somerset invites you to join us on Thursday, September 23rd to learn about how BNI Somerset provides a positive, supportive, and structured environment for the development and exchange of quality business referrals. Struggling to find more paying clients or want to take your business to the next level? Our group of business owners have passed hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business to one another. Want to know how we did it? On Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m., we're hosting an event on Zoom where we show you exactly how B&I Somerset generated client after client for one another and how you could begin to apply the same simple steps to your business, too. The reality is, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. B&I Somerset is incredible for building your personal brand and ensuring you are known. Join Somerset B&I's Visitor Day on Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m. via Zoom. All are welcome. For more info, visit BNIWNE.com backslash CT-Northern-Somerset-BNI. Businesses thrive by changing when the world changes, and the world is changing. BNI Somerset can make sure you don't get left behind. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which ladies and gentlemen, it is strong about the G Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. As always, today we are so close, just over 24 hours away from the kickoff of the 2021 NFL season. Boy, oh boy, with Thursday Night Football, Dallas at Tampa. And we will get to that, plus other games coming up this week, plus our best bets and fantasy locks. But we're a Giants football podcast, and you know where we got to start is with the Denver Broncos going to New York take on the Giants. Trevor Keys joins us as well. Now, hey, Zay. <laughs> oh, all right. This should be fun. But I'm going to start things off. This, I I am disgusted with Vegas with this. How is Denver a three-point favorite on the road? Giants had, te- Giants had one more win last year, 
They re-upped their, their, their offense. Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, Kadarius Toney, they just got better offensively. Defensively, they were stout defensively, and they still got better with Adoree Jackson. Denver, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, mediocrity at quarterback. Yeah, Von Miller gets healthy. Justin Simmons is great. But still, this, this was a pathetic team last year. I, 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 I don't get the hype. I don't get what people are saying. Teddy Bridgewater, middle-of-the-road quarterback. What did he do at Carolina? He didn't do that much. I, similar set, I, 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 get, I get that he has better defense here. We don't know what Von Miller is going to be coming off that big injury. Bradley Chubb has got legal issues going on. So I don't get why the Broncos are a three-point favorite on the road. I think the Giants come in. They take this disrespectful. The defense is going to get it done. I don't see Teddy Bridgewater throwing on the secondary. The secondary is so deep with the Giants. You, Anyone from the th- first to third string can stop any wide receiver that the Broncos have. The, the real, I think, the Broncos' best bet is to run the football and – I think Blake Martinez and Leonard Williams are going to stop that. And I, I, I understand that the Giants, there's going to be a lot of questions offensively, especially with that O-line. But Bradley Chubb having issues outside of the field, that that's going to help. Von Miller, I, I want to see the same Von Miller that we saw before, but that, that's a big injury. I mean, you can say the same with Saquon Barkley, but I, I just don't get how – Coming how on the road, Denver is a three-point favorite. That just boggles me. Joe, I, how does this – I see this being a defensive matchup, but how can the Giants offense score on this Broncos defense? Let me tell you what the deal is here with the minus three, and Trevor will tell you um, – We'll get to him in a second. Listen, the, the, the Giants can can win this game. The reason they're a three-point underdog at home to a team like Denver is very simple. That offensive line is historically garbage. I mean, it is it is up there with some of the worst offensive lines of all time. And that's the big problem here. Now, and we, Trevor and I were just talking about this on Keys of the City. The, the, the problem can be somewhat alleviated if you can get that ball out of Daniel Jones' hands and into one of these super talented offensive guys' hands really quickly. If he's on his back six times in this game, it's going to be it's going to be really hard to win that game. Okay? Jace, you brought up a really great point, though, about this Giants defense. Trevor and I were just talking about that. Trevor, I'll let you hop in here. You, you, had, you actually brought up the point. This defense, as good as it was last year, you mentioned, again, Jace, bringing in Jackson. This this is a better team. It's a better defense than it was a year ago. Completely disrespected. I understand the offensive line is garbage. There's still a lot of good talent on that offense. There and and as you pointed out, and I just pointed out to uh, Trevor a minute ago, down the stretch last year, and I know it was on Carolina, two touchdowns and five picks over his last five games. Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, is is the epitome of what mediocrity is in the NFL. That said, where I want to say I think the Giants could win this game, I also fear, and I just said this to Trevor after the show and before this one, it could be 24 to nothing at halftime. Um, I, I'm, I'm worried about, the, and, and again, it, it's all predicated on, on whether this offensive line, and they've done a lot in the last two weeks to try to get an offensive line 
That can give Danny Dimes a little bit of protection, allow Saquon Barkley a little room to breathe. You know, give this guy an opening and let him bust through it. But these guys got to do their job. Trev, let's talk about that defense yeah. and and why is it being so disrespected? That's so, that's unbelievable. Before we get to the defense, this giant team kind of symbolizes the whole NFC East as a whole because we don't know what to expect from this entire division from top to bottom. Dallas looks like they could be the favorite. Washington, same thing. But Philly and the Giants are kind of in the mix too because this division was wide open last year. So what makes you think it can't be wide open again? There's so many question marks. And we talked about it, Joe, last week and when we did our NFC preview and questions for each division. There's so many question marks that it feels like it's up for the taking. This division is up for the taking. I said in the beginning that I think this Giants defense is very, very underrated. One of the best ones last year. The great thing that's a the great thing about this defense is they're so young. They're young. They're athletic. Patrick Graham is one of the better defensive minds in this game. You get a guy like Xavier McKinney, who, if we all remember, didn't play as much last year, had to get into the thick of things late into the season, made a big play against Dallas. But you get another season with him, that's going to change everything. You could put Peppers. You could utilize him more in the box, like Atlanta Collins, like a Palomalo top guy. This defense, I know they don't have the elite pass rusher like Washington does, but as long as you could get just some sort of consistency from a pass rush, you don't need to have an elite pass rusher to say, oh, well, they got a great pass rush. As long as you get consistency throughout each game, then you have a steady pass rush. Your linebacking crew is one of the better linebacking crews that the Giants have had in quite some time. And the secondary is probably the strong suit of this entire Giant team, not just defense, but offensively. The reason why, Jay, she must not be a real Giant fan because it's a good thing for the Giants to be underdogs. You don't want the Giants to be favorites because every time they're favorites, well, they crap the bet. I won't say a bad I, I won't say a bad word, but they crap the bet. So let's be happy to the underdogs because nobody's giving the Giants a chance. That's fine. I like it. I love it when the Giants have no chance. But to me, realistically, it comes down to why they're a three-point favorite, Denver. Because that offensive line is so scary and hard to read right now. And even Daniel Jones. Is Bridgewater a good quarterback? No. But we know what Teddy Bridgewater is, at least. I think we all can agree. We don't know what Daniel Jones is, ladies and gentlemen, still to this day. Athletic, young, has all the tools that could be a very good quarterback in this league. I would say good quarterback, not very good. But we still don't know. So don't take it as a bad thing that Denver is a favorite to go into Giants Stadium. It's okay to be the underdog. Us big blue fans, we like to be the underdog. We're not favorites. We're not the New York Yankees. We're the underdogs. It's just... Don't lose your mind about it. It's okay. No, I I like it. I like it. It's disrespectful. Joe Judge is going to get these boys riled up. No, you don't. You want them to be the favorite. No, this is something you got to play with a chip on your shoulder. I I am pissed off about it, but I think in the long run, it'll benefit the Giants. But... Sean, we got two star players coming off of big injuries last year. Who do you expect to look better, Von Miller or Saquon Barkley? Uh, I'm going to go with Von Miller in this game just based off, you know, the matchup that he has. Obviously, going against Andrew Thomas, uh, and they came out with an unofficial depth chart. They have Nate Solder in front of Matt Parrott right now. Uh, so it, we're, we'll see what happens week one, but I just think that these tackles are not going to hold up well, especially with Bradley Chubb on the other side. Uh, I just don't think it's it's a great matchup. And Saquon Barkley, you know, he's going to be playing limited snaps. 
I, I just don't know how much of an impact he's going to have or even be allowed to have in this game because I, I don't expect him to have around 20 carries uh, or 25 touches where he's usually at because I expect him to take it slowly and uh, for them to ease him in to obviously real game action. But uh, I think, you know, Trevor said it is that there's just a lot of unknown with this Giants team. And I think that's why they're uh, I think that's why they're the underdog right now is because. This starting offense didn't have any playing time together. Uh, you know, the starters played in the third game of the preseason, but they were still without Tony Galladay mm-hmm. and Saquon Barkley. You add that on top of the offensive line and the defense they're going against. We mentioned the two pass rushers, and the Broncos secondary might be the best in all of football. Uh, I mean, they they have Bryce Callahan, who's a lockdown slot corner, Pat Sertain, who they drafted, uh, Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons, are one of the best safety duos in the league. So it's not a great matchup for this uh Giants offense, especially when it's going to be their first time in real game action playing with each other. Uh, I just don't think it's obviously not the matchup you want to walk walk into to week one. And the only saving grace for this Giants team uh, in this game is the Giants defense. So these are two really similar teams. They have great defenses, uh, a lot of good weapons on offense. But the two quarterbacks are, you know, really in the middle of the pack right now. So it's really whichever quarterback can you know make it out on top. I think is going to win this game, but I think the Giants do have a chance. It's definitely going to be a defensive battle, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm just pumped to get some Giants football back underway. Hell yeah, Zay, are you as pissed off as I am that the Giants are disrespected like this? Um, no, I think negative three is rightfully so. I think it's perfect. I think the Giants should be underdogs. I don't, excuse me, I don't think they showed us anything in preseason to make us believe anything else that they are. The injury list, you, Joe and Trevor are talking about, you know, getting the ball out and getting it to weapons. You look at the injury list, Galladay is already questionable. Uh, Kadarius Tony is questionable. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sl- Slayton, excuse me, is um, Darius Slayton is questionable. These are all big weapons that we need. And they're all possibly questionable, might not be used the whole game or used in certain situations. So I'd be terrified as a Giants fan and to make everything, even things worse. This is a big week. You talking about the Giants could possibly start at the end of this week could be 0-2. They play another, they have to turn around and pick it up on Thursday. So if you can't figure out that offensive line and you can't figure it out now, you're possibly going to be in the basement at the beginning of the season. We're two weeks in. This is not a good sign. This is what we've been seeing for the Giants years and years ago. These 0-5 starts, these 1-4 starts. The Giants, to me, I don't see them winning this game. I said before Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. I don't know what you guys see. I said he was going to win the starting job there. And I said, unfortunately, he was going to try to drop bombs on us in New York. And I think he's going to do that. And not because the defense is bad, because I think the defense is going to spend too much time on the field. I don't think the offense has got it together. I think they're going to be three and out all the time. And the defense will be on the field, which would be our issues that we had forever. Defense being on the field too long. So I don't see the Giants pulling this out. And I hope they figure it out, you know, sometime between this game and Thursday because they're going to have to. You don't want to start 0-2 before yeah. week two even starts. Yeah, you had me so going until you mentioned the name Teddy freaking Bridgewater. As a Say what you want. Yeah, out. by the way, he, 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 beat out, he beat out Drew Locke for the job, not John hey, Elway. Hey, at the end of the day, like I said, I told you before, he did pretty good in, when he was on the Saints. He filled in really well for, um, uh, excuse me, uh, oh, my God, Drew Brees. He hasn't been retired that long. <laughs> you know, he, he fell down pretty well for Drew Brees. Out of sight, out of mind, huh? Yeah. Well, it helps that they had one of the most talented rosters in the league, and then you finally got to see him what he was as a quarterback with a bad team, and he sucked. Anyway, well, like, on, Carolina, on Carolina with a new coach and new new well, system, no book. offensive weapons. He got, right. paid, he got paid big bucks. You talk about Christian McCaffrey got hurt, what was it, week one that, that year? And then you talk about – big bucks. 
Okay. My thing is, hold on. I said this about Joe. You want to know if this team's going to be good or not? Look at the first five games of the season. Or not even that. Don't even go. Look at the first two games of the season. Here's a true test for Daniel Jones and this offensive line. I like that the Giants are playing this first two-game schedule. And the reason why, I wouldn't want the Giants to be playing. And I said this to Joe right before the show. And I told him to bring this up, but I decided to join the show. So I'm going to say it. I'm glad that they're not playing a team like Jacksonville or Houston, somebody that's not really good. If we're going to know what this offensive line is made of, then we have to go against some of the elite defensive lines in this game. You're going against the Denver Broncos. Von Miller, Hall of Famer. Bradley Chubb, when he stays on the field and he's healthy, he's one of the better young defensive linemen in this game. And we all know what Washington has brought to the table now with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jerome Payne, uh, um, Jonathan Allen. The list goes on. These are the true tests that we're going to know just how good this giant offense will be within the first two weeks. If it's going to be how we how we've seen in the preseason, which could be a struggle, then it might be a long season. But I'm glad the Giants are starting off or starting out with two true tests on the defensive side against that offensive line because we know it's a big mystery. We're going to find out on Sunday, and we're going to find out next Thursday as well too to see if this offensive line and Daniel Jones is going to be the future or we're going back to the drawing boards. Yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of questions, especially going in just this whole season. But uh, – I have faith in the Giants. I think they can do it, I, especially like Jeez, I we said. Know, we, we know you have yes, faith in the Giants. I, Trust me, we know. But we know. I, I, I just do not see I, – I, I just don't get it. I don't see any way the Broncos can win this game unless Daniel Jones throws like five interceptions, which I, I don't see that I'm happening. Daniel Jones doesn't have time to throw the ball and he's on his ass the entire game. Yeah, it's that simple. The defense, I, I think the defense can still hold out. Like, I could see this being a six to three game, something wild like that. And I see Sean, this being like a Clemson, Georgia type game. And Sean even said it best. We haven't seen Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and Saquon yes. Barkley on the field. So, what makes you think that we're just going to come in and be like, yep, oh, here we go? They're, they're going to be the 2007 Patriots. No, it's just, you got to get these guys in the rhythm. You got to get these guys to gel. At least the Broncos. You get Jared Judy, a solid receiver. Cortland Sutton comes back from injury. He was pretty damn good before he got injured. And then K.J. Hamler, this is a solid offense. Their biggest question mark, the Denver Broncos, from them being a a Super Bowl-type, AFC Championship-type team, is their quarterback position. That's it. They're talented enough all across the board. So this is a good Denver Bronco team. I know that the record last year didn't show, but it just so happens that they're in a division with Patrick Mahomes which is good luck. They're not in the NFC East. They would have been in the they would have been in the playoffs last year. Or in the playoff run at least. This is a talented team offensively and defensively. It's just their quarterback is the big question mark. The Giants have more question marks going into this game than the Denver Broncos do. I, that's true, but I think that the Giants I think the Giants are the better football team here. I really they do. Should they should be. They, they, paper, look, yeah. Yes, they should be. And on paper, yeah, again, listen. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And so, you know, again, it's very risky. Like I said, I mean, the Giants, I, I, again, my first thought was maybe the Giants take this one like 12-9. This is a battle of field goals. Nobody's really moving the ball. Both secondaries are shutting down the passing game. Both defensive lines are shutting down the running game. Maybe you get that kind of game. Maybe a defensive scorer. Maybe that's what makes the difference in this game. 
But there were games last year, especially late in the year. I think the Cleveland game's one that jumps to mind where, again, I thought the Giants had a chance to hang in that game. It was 24-zip at the half. And no chance in that game at all. And so that's my fear is, and Zay said it earlier, this defense is fantastic. But if they're on the field for 38 minutes, it's going to be a long day. And, and you're just begging the Broncos to find the end zone. So to me, look, if, if, if Daniel, Daniel Jones has a ton of guys he can get that football to, and even if Saquon plays a half a game, maybe he gets 10, 12 touches, there's, there's no reason why the Giants can't distribute this football enough, assuming that they can get Daniel Jones two or three seconds to set himself and find somebody. Again, I'd like to think that this team who's can he do find? it. Well, who's he throwing it to? Evan Ingram's out. You already lost your, your other tight ends questionable. Your three receivers are quite, you only have Sterling Shepard right now, who's the, uh, 100% for go. That's the sure. only person we know 100% is go right now, is Sterling Shepard. They're all going to play, though. I think Evan yeah. Ingram is the only one that's in doubt that's not going to play. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see the other two. A hamstring is a very tricky thing for Galladay. We see what it did with Odell Beckham when we thought he would have played the first. And he missed the first five weeks of his rookie year for hamstring. Those things are very tricky. The, the, we don't want our prize. We went hard to get him. We put all the money into Kenny Galladay. If he's not playing for us, why do we have him? Like It, it defeats the purpose of giving him all that money if he's going to be, you know, if he's starting the season hurt. The idea well, I mean, is to have that weapon. What are we doing? I, I don't think you you give him the money uh, thinking that he's going to get a hamstring injury in the first couple of weeks. Of, I mean, that, it just happened. I understand, football. I understand. We It's hindsight. Yes, we don't know that. But I'm just saying, here we go again, where we have all these weapons and we don't know who's playing. We don't know. I yeah. I mean they they all limited. They're all limited participants. The only person that didn't participate in practice today was Evan Ingram. So I I, I understand what you're saying that they're all going to be a little hampered and a little. They have some in, lagging injuries, but I think that they're all going to step on the field. I think that with guys like Katarius Tony Galladay and Saquon Barkley, they all took it slow after you know, uh, not for Saquon Barkley. They took the whole you know off season slow, but after Tony and Galladay's injury, I think that's why they didn't play in the preseason. I think it's why they didn't, you know, uh, overload them at practice because they they wanted to take it slow to make sure they're all on the field for week one. So I do agree. It, it's definitely not great to see all your skill players pretty much on the injured list right now. But I, I do expect them to play. I think Evan Ingram is the only one that will end up not playing. We hope. <laughs> which, which might not be a bad thing. Yeah, Mr. Dolphin Fins for him. Well, our other tight ends hurt too, so. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Caden Smith is hurt, and so is Kyle hey, Rudolph. Kyle so. Rudolph is hurt too, so we don't have to play tight end. <laughs> so this I, is for Eli Penny out there. I, I do think this, it, it's going to be a field goal battle. I think ultimately it's going to come down to whoever can get into the end zone. And Trev, you said Teddy Bridgewater is a more proven QB than Daniel Jones, but all the skills around the Giants are more proven than the skills uh, on the Broncos. Are Fan, they? Fan and Sutton? I don't know. Are, are they? Are the only ones? Yeah, you got two sophomore Jerry Judy's pretty guys. good. Yeah, but he, he's still young. So what the hell does that mean? I don't understand. I don't understand the logic of that. You got to go. Hold on. If you're going to tell me that's your main reason because he's so young, you better come up with something better than that. Yeah, I you mean, come up with something better than you're that. talking about proving yourself. What, uh, what, what is, is Kenny Galladay proved? What is Kenny Galladay proved other than being on the sidelines? He's still leading. What is Saquon Barkley? What is Saquon Barkley proved better than being on the sidelines? 
I've said that for two years. So what, is Kadir, what does Kadir's Tony prove to you that you haven't been on You're the right. sideline? That's all, all I'm right, trying to right, say. All right, all right. So listen, listen, slow down. Uh, anybody else think Christian McCaffrey's going to miss most of the season? Okay. Any anybody else here think Dak's going to miss most of the season? Yeah. Uh, anybody yeah, think probably. Kyler Murray's shoulder is damaged and he's going to have a terrible year? I mean, I, dude, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys coming off injuries. There's a lot of guys that were banged up last year. And again, it's Giants fans. It's easy to be like, ah, Saquon, bad, whatever. Dude, they're all over the league. There's guys like that. We assume we assume Von Miller's just gonna show up and and and, and dominate like he did. Like that, like no big thing. But eh, he's, not he's, Saquon. He's shown us that before. He's proven it. He's a multiple time pro bowler. He's shown when Saquon is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody's better. He's had one good year and everything else has been injury prone. What one is he, a, he had one elite year. He led the league in scrimmage okay. yards. The only one, yeah, okay. I, I'm not so taking that year away from me. He had that one elite, but he hasn't had anything yet since. Anything well, he's since. Er, he's early in his career and he's had injuries. Like he oh still needs God, a chance bro. to prove himself. Early in his career. You don't get that long as a running back in the NFL. You don't. They, I, they, no, they, I, their I their careers don't last as long as quarterbacks or receivers. You're talking about a player who gets hit probably 80% of the time on offense. Who he gets, he's 80, most of the offense. Saquon Barkley, I've been saying it. I think he's going to end up being the bust, the big mistake we shouldn't have took early. I, I disagree, and I'll tell you something. You know what? We can debate all year and all day whether he was the right pick at number two. But fact of the matter is, the reason he was the second pick of that draft is because the word generational talent was attached to his name. Yeah, well, that, that's what we messed certainly, up. Certainly Rest- showed it his rookie year. What does that matter? Certainly showed it his well, rookie year. He's been hurt. Look at Nick Chubb. Came out the same year. He came out a little later in the draft. He has been more productive for Cleveland than Saquon has been for us. I would rather have Nick Chubb. My whole thing with Saquon is it's not Saquon because I know how great he is. I know how talented he is. It's the offensive line that he's behind. That's what it comes down for me, and that's why I say can the man stay healthy because the offensive line is god awful. And before he got injured last year, if we remember that Monday night debacle with him being a running back, barely could get even to the line of scrimmage most of his runs. And not it's not about Saquon with the injuries; it's more about the offensive line because it's so questionable that I don't trust the offensive line. I trust Saquon. I don't trust the offensive line. I expect Saquon to do great things because he is. It went healthy, the top two, along with McCaffrey, the two best running backs in football with Derrick. He's in that top mold. He's there when he's on the field and healthy. I know how great Saquon is, but it's more about the offensive line that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, we can go back and forth on who's good, who's not. What if we picked who so-and-so? Regardless, we will figure it out Sunday afternoon as the Broncos take on the the Giants. Now, before we wrap this up, who, who, who's winning the game, Joe? 12-9 Giants. I'm going to do it. Trevor? <laughs> 12-9 Giants. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with – I'll go with Big Blue, too. I'll go um, 20-17. to 17. Ooh, Okay. Sean? Uh yeah, I mean, Zay said it before that the Giants have been getting off to terrible starts, and it's super important to get off to a good start this year. So I'm going to go with the Giants as well. I think they win 16-13. to 13. I, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game with uh, a lot of defense. No, no, for me, nothing has changed. Same Giants, 
Same. I, I don't see anything. I see the Giants losing this 24-10. I see what you're doing, Zach. I see what you're doing. Little uh, reverse, reverse jinx. Yeah. But uh, I, <laughs> I, I can live, with, reverse I jinx, can live with a 24-10 loss. <laughs> I think I, – I, 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 right, we'll see. Hey, I, I, I won't be surprised if they lose. I'll, I'll be surprised yeah, if they lose. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, again, he's like pimping it. Oh, great. You want to prove us wrong that the Giants suck? We're no, trying to hold that, out a little hope I, here. I, don't, it's not, I, don't, I just don't – I'm just upset. I don't – I wanted more from the Giants in the preseason. I wanted to see more. I, I, I'm i a Giants fan. I love the Giants. I want to see them be good. But I haven't seen the moves that make them look good. I continue to see the same putrid offensive line. And then you bring back Nate Soldier, who's fucking bull rider. You know, he – just let people go by. Like at this point, what are we doing? It's getting frustrating as a Giants fan. And that's why I'm on the other side of this. I don't, I haven't seen enough. I don't believe it. And until I believe it, I'm going to be on the other side. The other MetLife team. All right. Real New York team. I can't do that. I can't can't do that. I can't do that. Not in this house. (laughs) Damn. All right. I'm going to go with the Giants. And I mentioned it earlier. I I think this is just like that Georgia and Clemson game we saw last week. I'm going to go 10 to three final score in favor of the Giants. I think it's just going to be a defensive chess match. But football is back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is amazing. But you know what sucks about football? When you're sitting on the sidelines Friday night, Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday night, whatever it is, and it's dark, and you're trying to watch a game, but you got the mosquitoes coming and biting you. If only you could use Mosquito Shield. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure when you sign up for that, you... Who's watching the football? Who's watching? Are you watching a football game in the woods or something? What? You said like it bites. So you watch it usually when you watch a game at night. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. You don't watch it in the backyard? You're on the field right after running sprints. You're all sweaty and the bugs start coming out. You've never are you had watching that? Or you pl- are you watching? Or you Even play? when you're watching. But make sure when you sign up for Macedo Shield, you tell them the boys at John about the G-Men sent you. And, yeah, Terrific. get rid of all the mosquitoes. Terrific. That family looks familiar. Let me tell you something. Legit, dude, I I had gotten sprayed in the past, and I didn't this year. And with the wet winter, summer we had, it was unbearable in the backyard. Uh, and, I would've, I would've, dude, I'm sorry. Since mosquito, yeah, I know. Since Mosquito Shield showed up, uh, the mosquitoes are gone, dude. It is uh, out late, and I'm looking forward to having the TV out on the back deck uh, watching my G-Man Sunday. 
So thank you yeah. to Wade the Cesare and Mosquito Shield for that. Yeah, make sure you tell them, the boys that John about the G-Men sent you. But now, okay, let's talk good. about the primetime games. And we're going to kick it off with tomorrow's <laughs> game. Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe, not only does this kick off the 2021 NFL season, but this is also your best bet for the day, for the week. So you got the Bucs getting it done at home? I do. I think the Bucs uh, put up big numbers. I think Tom Brady is going to have a day. Uh, this Dallas defense was such garbage last year that there's every reason to think. And again, Tom played in the preseason and looked great, as you would expect he would. Uh, we were just talking about this uh, a little while ago uh, on Keys to the City. They have brought back everybody from that championship team. Yikes. I mean, I, 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 I don't know who's going to stop the Bucks. It's going to be tough to beat this team. You know, I think maybe with a 17-game schedule, uh, Teddy was saying on Keys to the City earlier, maybe, maybe week 14, if they're so far ahead in that division, maybe they sit Brady for a week just to rest them. Uh, I don't see a lot of opportunities for teams beating the Buccaneers. Definitely not Dallas. I think Dak will try to hang for as long as he can. But I'm seeing like a like a 38-23 kind of game here. Yeah, I, I, it's hard. Like the only excuse you can have to go against the Bucks here would be Super Bowl hangover, I guess. Trev, do you see a Super Bowl hangover for the Bucks at all? If their quarterback was Jameis Winston and not Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the thing: this game is going to come down to one key factor. It's always, always about this in the game. And we saw it last time on February 5th, and it's the main reason why they won that game. It's because in the battle of the trenches. And Dallas is in a tough situation now because their best offensive player is out due to COVID, Zach Martin, who's been an all-pro since coming into this league. If Dallas can sustain get some sort of running game going, Zeke looks like he's in the best shape of his life. I don't, I don't know if you guys have watched Hard Knocks, but he looks great. He looks like he's He's ready for a bounce back season. This is going to come down to the trenches. Damakinsu is back on that team, on that defensive line, and we know what Tampa's going to bring. They got everybody back from the Super Bowl team. You still got Brady, and they got a whole nother year of this system that they didn't even click until late in the season, and that's why they got onto that hot streak, and they eventually won the championship. Now you get a full year with Brady and this whole system intact. I mean, good luck to the NFC. Because – and we talked about on Keys of the City, Joe, this – there's like tears in the NFL. We talk about it all the time. It just seems like to me Tampa Bay, or as I like to call them, Tampa Bay, and the Kansas City Chiefs are in a separate tier and everybody else is trying to get to that next tier. I expect Dallas to play hard, but if Dallas wins, it's because of the perfect game where Brady just goes, throws five interceptions, the team looks god-awful. I expect Tampa Bay to – Put up big points. I expect like a 34-17 type victory. This team is complete. It's just good luck to the NFC and definitely the NFC South in trying to finish who finished the second, third, and fourth. 
Mm. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I'd I'd take the Cowboys in the in the spread because I, I think it's going to be a closer game. Uh, we saw what Dak Prescott did with this offense last year before he got hurt. Uh, he threw for 450 yards in three straight games, which had never been done before. So I, I think this Cowboys offense is going to have success. Uh, their defense can't get much worse than it was last season. They add Micah Parsons. Uh, Trevon Diggs, I think, is going to be a really good corner in this league. I think he's only going to get better in his second year. Uh, and Demarcus Lawrence had kind of a rough year last year. I think he'll bounce back. So I expect a close game. I think the Buccaneers will close that out uh, in their home opener to to start the season. But I, I expect a closer game. I think it's going to be a lot of points. And uh, I think the Bucs will probably win around 35 to 31. I think we'll get a really good one uh, to start the season off. You're giving Dallas a lot of credit there. Okay. Yeah, he is. That's I mean, the, you said it. The, the, the Bucks didn't really click till last season. I understand they're bringing back starters, but I, what I makes you, what's I, your main reason, Sean? Why you think Dallas is going to put up that many points? I, I, I'm curious. I, I am actually curious. I I think that their offense is spectacular. I, I think that Cowboys have a top five offense in this league. I think that Ceedee Lamb is only going to get better in his second year. He's dynamic. They have Amari Cooper, obviously. You said Ezekiel Elliott is has looked better than he has in quite some time, and obviously Zach Martin. It's going to be a big loss, but they get back Tyron Smith, Lael Collins, who they missed all last year, so they'll have their tackles back. So I don't think Shaq Barrett and JPP will be going crazy, uh, pressuring Dak. So I just think it's going to be a lot closer game than this. I think this is a big – mind to say is a big number uh, to start the season. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it will be a good one with a lot of offense. Okay. That's amazing because a couple of weeks ago, y'all bashed me for saying that C.D. Lamb is going to have a breakout year. I listen, No, you, you said C.D. Lamb is a top 10 receiver. Yes. No, I said he will be a top 10 receiver at the end of the year. I said he will be. I no, said that's that why I agreed. I, I think maybe he could be by I the end of the year. I still stand by that. If that can right come now. by healthy, I think C.D. will be a top 10 receiver at the end of the year. I that's, still stand by that. I agree with that. He's not a top 10 receiver right now. That's no, what you said. No, of course said. not. No, no. I, I said he will be. I didn't say now. That, that's crazy. Talk. No, that's what I was That's yeah, what no, I was okay. with. Okay. At the end of the day, I do see the Bucks winning this unless Brady catches COVID between now and the start of the game and he tests positive. That will be probably the only way the Cowboys can win. Like you guys mentioned before, they're missing too many players. The Bucks brought back everybody, even added a horse to the stable with Giovanni Bernard. So that's another dynamic to the run game. You got the two big boys, then you're going to throw some speed in there. So it's just going to make it a complete mess for that Dallas defense. Yeah, it's going to be the Bucks. I don't see Dallas win. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it can get really ugly if think I because I, I don't think Dak's going to be accurate. He didn't play all preseason. He's coming back from a a bad ankle injury. And everyone who knows when you throw, you need your legs. You don't want leg fatigue there. And his arm really, he's been having arm fatigue issues also. So those two don't really mix well for a thrower. So, like I said, I don't see this ending well. I see the Bucks blowing them out. Sean, I hope you cover your spread for your sake, but I don't think it's going to be close. I, I do think that it can be close. I do think – I think if Dak can do what uh, Jalen Hurts did at Oklahoma with C.D. Lamb and just get him the ball quick and let him make make his moves, make it – make him make plays. I, I think that would work. Uh, I don't see that happening. I, I do think that it will be I, – I do think it will be – Dallas is going to be able to score. I, I love Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety for Tampa Bay. But uh, I, I just I, – I feel like C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, even Michael Gallup will be a little too much for that secondary. Uh, I do think Shaq Barrett will be in Dak's face all game. But – Eight, eight is a lot, uh, I, but I'm going to go 10-point win. 
for the Bucks. I, I all that for a ten point lead, huh? Couldn't just yeah, I, I I never, just couldn't say that from the beginning. I'm bud. It's I, I'm going I'm back kidding. and forth. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm going back and forth because I I do I see where Sean's coming from, and I do think no, don't, don't I, I understand. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I do think it's. I think just Tampa Bay will just wear and tear on them and just beat them up just based off of that pass rush. And I just think with the loss of Zach Martin, that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And even I think it was Zay not seeing Dak in preseason at all and just dealing with this shoulder injury or whatever this is that they've been talking about. I know he's a go, but. There's a lot of question marks. Like I talked about with the Giants, there's a lot of question marks throughout this division. I don't know what Dallas team is going to show up tomorrow. I know what Tampa Bay is going to do. They're going to come in. You have Brady. You have the best leader in all of football, maybe in all of sports, on your team. There's no way this team's coming in with a a Super Bowl hangover. If they do, I'd be stunned. Brady should retire then because he just feels like he's getting better and better. He's looking younger and younger. I mean, the guy looks like he's 20 years old. It's amazing what money can do for you. I need some money like that. <laughs> but that's all I'm trying to say is that this team is so loaded from top to bottom that it's just there's not really any question marks. No, yeah, you, you are right. If there's a Super Bowl hangover, it's going to be the Tom Brady regression, which I feel like They've every been year. For someone, years now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every year true. someone says Tom Brady's going to regress. He never does. No, he's going for nine, bit, or no, he's going for eight. And then maybe he'll retire, Joe, right? Maybe. Maybe. Joe's pissed yeah, off that maybe. he didn't retire last year. Uh, I I read the quote today. Tom said, Brady said to Julian Edelman in 2013, uh, I'm not going for Montana. I'm going for Jordan. And I think he should go for Russell. He should go for Bill Russell. Oh, that's a- wow. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get 11. We'll get 12. He's going to get 12? Good luck. He's going to get 12, bro. He's going to keep playing until he's 50. He's going to win the next five championships. Uh, all right. Now. I'll unsubscribe from Sunday ticket if he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. But. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Tom Brady, he, his probably, most likely, his toughest opponent in the NFC to stop him from getting to that Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams oh, host the Chicago yeah. Bears. No, <laughs> Prime time Sunday night football. I, I it's tough because I, I heard what Joe and Trev. I heard what you guys were saying on Keys to the City about Matt Stafford. I, I'm Joe, with Joe here. here. Joe. I, I don't know if Matt Stafford can. I, I don't know if Matt Stafford's going to be all that great. I. I, I he was really, really good when he had one of the best receivers ever in, to play the game. But since then, he's been mediocre. He's been like Teddy Bridgewater. He even worse because oh, he's on the, the line. I come on. Don't go that. Don't, don't, no. don't, don't disrespect Teddy Bridgewater. He's better than that. Don't disrespect Whoa. him there, man. Oh, no, brother. All right. All right. We're getting, I think he's seen the playoffs before. <laughs> hey. he's on the, he was on the Lions. What do you expect? Uh, it's look, whatever. The, 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 it's going to come down. I mean, Andy Dalton isn't going to do anything. I, I honestly, if you're a Bears fan, you're probably praying that Aaron Aaron Donald eats Andy Dalton up so Justin Fields can come in. 
I mean, I think that's a terrible thing to say because why do you want to see your team lose? Like, I wouldn't want to see my team lose. I want to see the best possible team try to win. I know it's going to be a struggle, but I want to see Andy Dolan. If I'm a Bears fan, you want to see Andy Dolan do well. No, no, you don't. You just want to see. You don't. Lose. You want to see a loss, so no. you rather see a loss. Yeah, that's that's crazy talk. I kind that's of like agree. Saying, that's like saying I want Daniel Jones. You hate him that much. You want Daniel Jones to get killed so he gets a new team. But you, you so you want to see the Giants lose, right? Yeah, I, I, agree I agree with Trevor on this one, Jace. They got a playoff caliber team. I think you want to see Stafford. I mean, excuse me, Dalton play his best until yeah. it's time for the rookie to take over. I, I don't. I, we I, all yeah. know eventually Justin Fields is going to take the helm. He's going to be the guy. But if it, but you want to see your team win, and for a team that's in a situation where they're talented enough to compete for a playoff spot. You hope that Andy Dolan, if you're a Bear fan, you want to see. If you don't, then you're just one of the idiotic millions of fans right now in the world. That's the problem. But, but it there's, isn't there's, what they want to see. There's, it's there's, you got to be realistic. Andy Dalton isn't no, – no matter how good this defense is, Andy Dalton is not going to get them to the playoffs. I, I think Justin Fields, what? with the problems like that and this really? offensive line has, his mobility, his ability to run out and create more time, for himself that Andy Dalton does not have, that that's how they're going to win games. That's their best way to win games. As long as Andy Dalton is their starter, they are not winning games. I don't care how good this defense is. Andy Dalton is not going to win them games, especially against one of the best, the best, de- the best defense in all football with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. James, I, I don't see it. You got to stop the Andy Dalton slander. This man has made the playoffs multiple times in a row in Cincinnati. He's been a a quarterback who can get the well, at least get you to the playoffs. I won't say get the yeah, job. Never won a playoff game. He, yeah, but he'll get you there. That's more than we can say for Daniel Jones could do for us right now. All right, so let me let me say something about this game. This game could be a very interesting game because of the defense, the both great defenses. I just say that the Rams will win this game because they'll have. I mean, they have the more talent offensively. I mean, this is a huge year for Matthew Stafford. This is like one of the top five players in the league that face the most pressure coming this season. you got a new stadium, change of scenery. I shouldn't even say the stadium. you got a new team. You're in, a new, you're in your hometown. You're in Super Bowl aspirations. Guess what? Time to put up or shut up. That's it. I expect the Rams to win, but there's no more, oh, well, Matthew Stafford's on the – nope, no more. You have to win, and you're on a team that has the capability of going to a Super Bowl. The talent as well. It's time to do your job. There's no more excuses, no more questions. That's it. It's time to do your job. But I got the Rams winning to make it very simple and sweet. Do they cover? Um, I expect this to be a, a, a lower-scoring game just because both defenses, they're, they're two legit defenses in this league. I would, I would say the Rams win by – I don't think they cover – I'd say like six and a half. I don't think they cover, but I think they'll win with the nice, comfortable lead. All right. Joe, how do you see this playing out? Well, listen, I'm just unfortunately not obsessed with Matthew Stafford like many people are. You know, this guy threw for 5,000 yards like nine years ago, and I'm over it. His completion percentage has dropped every year. Uh, barely hitting 4,000 yards last year. Again, I understand it's Detroit, but... There's no running game with Detroit. They're always down three scores. All the guy does is throw the football. Of course he's putting up huge numbers. Let's see what he does in a competitive game. Let's see what he can do without Cam Akers. There's a 
dude, there's a lot of uncertainty right now with the Los Angeles Rams. The defense is great. Everybody knows that. Aaron Donald might be the best, best defensive player in the league. But I'm not sold on Matthew Stafford. It's been eight years since Matthew Stafford was at the Pro Bowl. Eight years. So I wish everybody would stop telling me how great Matt Stafford is. Just like you can we'll, we'll spend all day talking about how what garbage Daniel Jones is, but Matt Stafford, eight years removed from a Pro Bowl, is going to take the Rams to a Super Bowl? Okay. I don't know about that. They will win this football game. They will not cover seven and a half against the Bears. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I have the Rams covering. I think that I don't think Matt Stafford is a great quarterback, but I mean, you got to give him credit for not playing around anyone other than Calvin Johnson after he retired. I think that having Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby is the best, you know, receiving core he's ever had in his career. I think he's going to go out and put up a great ball game. I think that they're going to cover this one against the Bears. I just think that. You know, the Bears with Kyle Fuller being traded to the Broncos, I think that their secondary is not what it used to be. Uh, Jalen Johnson is really the only starter who I think could put up any success, and he's coming into his second season. So I think it's going to be a tough day for their secondary. I think the Rams are going to throw all all over them. And without Justin Fields, I don't think there's really any hope for this offense. I think that Andy Dalton, we saw what he was last year on the Cowboys when he had all those weapons. And now he doesn't have – the only weapon he has is Allen Robinson, who you know might give him some big plays. But other than that, I don't see this Bears offense doing anything. So I think the Rams will cover this game. I think it's going to be a pretty ugly one uh, on Sunday night. Zay, is you is Andy Dalton gonna bring the Bears to victory? Uh, no, I, I have the Rams taking this just simply off of a defensive battle. I, I just feel like the Rams have the better defense to me. It probably, I just, I don't like. I said it's such a toss up with these two teams. I want to go that way. I think Allen Robinson and Andy Dalton could make a good connection. I just don't see it happening. So I have to go with the Rams just on the uncertainty. But I I know their defense to me. I have more confidence in the defense than I do in Chicago's offense. So I had to go Rams for this one. I do think uh, I'm going to go a little bold prediction here. I think uh, Andy Dalton, I don't think he's going to survive this game. I, I, I don't just how the bears offensive line is with the beast that Aaron Donald is. I, I don't see Andy Dalton surviving this game. I do think, by halftime, Justin Fields gets in, and he leads the Bears to victory. I think they can get it done. I, I, I'm not sold on Matt Stafford either. I, I'm with Joe. It was nine years ago. He also had one of the best wide receivers in history on his team to, to help him look that good. And now Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup, I, I don't think they're going to – they're all right, but but they're not on that level. I, I just even Matt Stafford had AJ Green in college. He he knows how to play when he has a really good wide receiver. When he doesn't, I, I think he gets lost. I, I do think the run game. I, I like Sony Mich- the pickup with Sony Michelle. I do think he'll do well with uh, Daryl Henderson in the absence of Cam Akers. But I, I think we have a little bit of a. I, I think Justin Fields comes to save the day for the Bears in Los Angeles and makes his mark in Chicago Bears history. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Hey. Hey, I'm a wrestling fan. Got to go for the storylines, right? 
It's not, but, a, it's not a storyline if you know what's going to happen. Hey. <laughs> okay, whatever. Come on, but, wrestling uh, fan. Hey. You think I don't know about wrestling? I watched there in the attitude. Batman's baby. always going to beat, beat the Joker or whoever, but you still watch it. It's still a story. Now, let's talk Monday Night Football. Baltimore Ravens at the Raiders. I, I think this could be an ugly game. I, I think both teams are going to run it. I I think I, I think the Raiders have – I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. The Raiders, I, I know they lost a lot on the offensive line. They still got Josh Jacobs, who is a beast, though. And I, I, I like the addition of Kenyon Drake. I think, and I think they do. Darren Waller, when they can't get that run game going, he's gonna. I think Darren Carr is obviously able to find him. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. I think the Raiders can pull the upset here, but I mean, Lamar Jackson's gonna be the best player on the field, so I'm gonna go the Ravens to get it done and cover Joe. I don't know, man. There's no way Lamar Jackson is going into Las Vegas. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, sure. listen, uh, I, I I like the Raiders, but, uh, you know, I, I think everybody knows how good the Ravens are. I, I do think that's one of the top four or five teams in the AFC. Um, yeah, I, I think Baltimore wins this one. I think they'll cover. I'll say something like a, like a 27-17 kind of game. All right. Trev? Yeah, I think Baltimore is going to take care of business in this. I expect Lamar, and even though you're losing J.K. Dobbins, you, you eventually you're going to have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, not to probably on Sunday, but eventually you will. Still one of the more talented teams in the NFL. I know you lose Orlando Brown in the offseason. You traded him, but like I said, it's the Baltimore Ravens. They've been so consistent for the time that I've been watching football. They're always competitive they're always hit, punching you in the mouth. John Harbaugh, one of the best coaches in the game. I, I just don't see how this Raiders team, especially on that defensive side of the of the ball, there it's going to be a struggle. I, I really do feel bad for Derek Carr. I do think Derek Carr is a a solid, solid, good quarterback in this league. And I feel like if he was on a better team, we really would see his true talents. I just think that they don't have enough for me to say, yeah, they're pulling off the upset. I expect Baltimore to win comfortably. I'd say like. 28-14. Sean? Yeah, I agree. I think the Ravens are going to cover pretty easy. I think that ever since Mike Mayock got to Las Vegas, they, he just been making dumb move after dumb move. I just don't think this Raiders team has really any direction right now. And the Ravens, they're one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, Lamar Jackson got some better receiving help than he's ever had, really, with Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman in the draft. So uh, I don't think Rashad Bateman's going to play this week. But still, I, I think that... This defense is still really good. Uh, this offense is going to be hard to uh, handle. Gus Edwards is a fine backup, and like Trevor said, you're going to get Le'Veon Bell at some point, so they're still going to run it right down the Raiders' throats. So I think that uh, this is a pretty easy one for them on Monday night. I, I agree. I think I would see them winning by like two touchdowns, probably 31-17, to 17, something like watch that. The, watch, they'll freaking win. They'll freaking win. Just watch. Dude, I, I can see the Raiders probably. getting this win. They always have that. They they can be very weird at times, but uh, Trevor got to go. He's got a fantasy draft. Speaking of which, we'll get to our fantasy locks. But first, best bets, and it sucks. Both Trevor and Zay Law left. 
they were on the opposite sides of best bets. Trevor going with the, the Bills. Zay going with the Steelers. And this is interesting because the Steelers are very, very interesting. I think we all know what the Bills is. Josh Allen's going to be an MVP candidate. And Stefan Diggs is going to do what he does. But the, the Steelers, I, that defense, I mean, they they lost Bud Dupree. They're, they're getting Devin Bush back healthy. Uh, that defense is still one of the best in the league. You got an old Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I think they could be competitive, especially in the first couple of weeks. I, I could see Ben starting to just early on, just feeling himself. And then end up getting injured, like like what we saw with Drew Brees the past couple of years. He'd always start off okay, and then get injured. And but uh, I, I I could I do think this is a close game, and I could see it going either way. You agree with that, Joe? I don't know, man. I feel like the Bills. I feel like the Bills um are at least ten points better than the Steelers as presently constructed. I think the Bills are coming off maybe their best season since the early 90s, and Pittsburgh had arguably one of the most disappointing seasons in history after an 11-0 start. I can't remember a team playing as poorly since maybe the 86 Jets, uh, who I believe got off to a 10-0 or 11-0 start and then lost all the rest of their games and missed the postseason the year the Giants went on to win their first Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I feel like uh, this Bills team, it's it's a touchdown better at least. I'd say at least 10 points. Damn, I, I do think, regardless, it's going to be Bills offense versus Steelers defense is going to be the matchup to watch out for. Sean, can the Steelers get, get within that six and a half? Nope. Uh, I agree with Joe and Trevor. I think that the Steelers team, they they lost two of their best O-linemen in the uh, offseason. We already saw that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger can't move around in the pocket. And I just think that he's going to struggle a lot uh, with the O-line not protecting for him. I think Najee Harris is obviously huge for this offense, but they also lose, like you said, Bud Dupree and then two of their starting corners and Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton. So, this defense didn't get any better. The offensive line got worse, and Najee Harris might be a nice upgrade to the offense because obviously they didn't have any running game last year, but I just think Ben is washed. I think that this team is really going to struggle this year, and uh, I think it's going to start uh, week one because the Bills didn't really lose anyone uh, from their team that made the AFC Championship last year, so I think they're going to come right back out like they did last uh, season, come out strong, and I think they're going to win pretty big in this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way. I, I just feel like if there were a game where Big Ben could turn back the clock, it's going to be week one. So we will see. Sean, moving on to your best bet, Cardinals at Titans. You're going the over 52 points all over the board. I think so. I think uh, this Titans offense, obviously, with uh, the addition of Julio Jones, uh, I think that week one, asking a defense to go out and try and stop them is going to be tough. Maybe once you get some film on them, uh, you can you know try and slow them down. But I, I think their week one is going to be uh, very tough to stop. And the Cardinals offense uh, as well, I think they're you know going to be super explosive. And Titans defense was awful last year. They didn't get much better in the offseason. The Cardinals defense is average at best. So 
I think that these are two, you know, pretty weak defenses with two really good offenses. And I, I think that 52 points will be easy to go over that. And uh, I think that you can't you can't uh, bet the under. You got to bet the over. So I'm going to go uh, Cardinals Titans over it. I think this will be a really high scoring game. All right. I, I do think if they, they give Derrick Henry the ball a lot and they, they can eat up the clock, the Titans can. I, yeah. I think that would hurt. The, the over, but I, I, I like it. I, I do think it's going to be great. Who, who's going to come out victorious here? I'm going to go with the Titans. I think this will be a pretty good game. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of points. And I think the Cardinals will uh, take a, a step forward this year. Obviously, you know, they had a lot of hype last season and they, they you know, kind of fell short uh, at the end of the season, losing a lot of close games. But I think that they're going to take a step up this year. I think they're going to give the Titans a really good ball game. But, uh, I think the Titans, with the addition of Julio Jones, this, this offense is going to be really tough to stop, and I, I think the Cardinals are going to see that firsthand in week one. But uh, I'll say the Titans will win a close one. All right. Joe, what do you think of this game? Do you think it can go over 52? Ooh, um, yeah, this one's definitely going to go over. I think both teams will score right around the 30-point mark. This feels like it could be uh, like a like – a, 27 24 kind of game how much is that 51 so maybe that would be under maybe i'll take the under on this no you know what never mind this game is actually i think it's going to end up in the it's gonna be like a 35 33 game sometimes i forget yo you know what i mean again i'm thinking about kyler murray dude and all of the talent that that guy's got on that offense and i feel like this a young man who's playing for his uh job I think this guy's got to definitely, I mean, because if Cliff Kingsbury goes, I think so does he. I think if, if he can't get this team on track and this team we know can score. So, sure. yeah. Uh, and I, I love these, the, the new look Titans with Julio Jones to go along with AJ Brown and the D train. Um, and let me say this because I think people struggle with this. Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. If you look at the Jace, make the face you want. I'm sure you've seen the meme on Facebook over the last 20 games. His numbers mirror Patrick Mahomes. So if you're going to tell me Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback in NFL history, you have a really hard time telling me the guy putting up the same numbers in a run first offense. A guy who hands the ball to the tune of a 2,000-yard running back, he's still matching Mahomes' numbers. Give me a break. Yeah, I think it's just hard for people to get over his start in Miami and how bad yes. it went there. And it, You have to remember that Adam Gase was his offensive coordinator, and we know that Adam Gase is probably the worst uh, quarterback whisperer in the league. And ever since he got to Tennessee, like Joe said, I mean, if you look at his numbers, they've been off the charts, and I think that – you know, like I said, it's just hard for people to get over what they saw from uh, Tannehill in Miami. But uh, I, I think that he's proven that he is a top 10 quarterback. I do agree. With Joe. I don't think he's near the top five yet, but I, I think he's comfortably uh, in the top 10 right now. Listen, I'll, I'll put it like this. If if I could get Daniel Jones to do what Ryan Tannehill is doing right now, the Giants would be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. I mean, legit. And so, uh, you know, look, there. I think there's varying levels of these quarterbacks. Well, obviously, Mahomes and Jackson and, and, and Rodgers and, and Brady are in, in a different category. 
And then I think there's that next category. And I think Tannehill and Murray are in that cat. And I, you know, maybe Matt Stafford. If uh, I know everyone's nuts about that guy or whatever, but <laughs> no, no reason, uh, no reason to think that, uh, that, that, that Ryan. And again, dude, it's a, a hundred percent. Like you said, it's the start to his career. People can't get over that. And I think that's really unfortunate. No, I mean, I made that face when you said that, Joe. Because I, I had to really think about it. Because, I mean, at first, you, you're right. You, you think about Miami. You, you're taken back a little bit. But then once you actually think, I mean, top 10 is a good spot for him. Now, you want to go top five or something like that? Yeah, no. That, we're going to have issues there. But, uh, all right, Joe, your best bet was Tampa. But to round it off, my best bet, I got the Eagles and Falcons over I don't see a lot of defense getting played there, but I do see Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts lighting it up. Uh, I think it's going to be a a show, and especially against the Eagles team that I don't think is going to do well at all. I mean, Trev has been saying the past couple weeks, like, I mean, it's the NFC East. Anything can happen. No, no. the Eagles, I just think complete and total mess. I mean, especially with the way Doug Peterson left, then Carson Wentz, and it's just a big, big dumpster fire. And while the Falcons do have their issues as well, Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback, and Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, they're they're going to be studs. Uh, I think they can. They're going to put up points. I, I think Jalen Hurts with his mobility. And him, him having that connection already with Devontae Smith, I, I think that's going to help. And I, I just see this being – I don't see a lot of defense being played. So I, I think there's ball's going to get thrown all over the place. Sean, what do you think of this? I agree. I mean, these two teams are uh, – they're both going to have bad years. I think uh, the Battle of the Birds, we'll see who who comes out on top week one. But uh, th- like you said, I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster year. I think that, you know, he's really been overshadowed by Julio Jones the last couple of years, but he's been quietly having – racking up some great seasons, and I think he's really going to get the chance to show that uh, he's an elite receiver in this game uh, week one. And it will be, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith because – like you said, the Eagles are kind of a dumpster fire, but if Jalen Hurts could figure it out, I mean, this team, they have the talent around them. Their O-line is still there. Uh, their defensive line is still pretty talented, so they could uh, end up making a making a run in the NFC East if Jalen Hurts succeeds. So these are two teams that have a lot of question marks right now, and it's uh, probably going to be one of the least viewed games, I would guess, uh, in, in week one because just not a lot of expectations around these teams. But I think there will be a lot of offense, and I, I think it will probably come down uh, to a last possession in this game. And, uh, it'll be maybe fun to watch. I don't know. Probably not, but uh, it'll be maybe a good game. Yeah, I mean, I think a 27-24 at the minimum on this game. I think this will definitely be, like you said, Jace, uh, a, a high-scoring game. I think they'll definitely clear 48. Um, Going to be gr- interesting to watch Kyle Pitts. Uh, yeah. I'm super curious to see what that looks like in the NFL. And I'll tell you this. Don't sleep on Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think it's really easy to. There's a reason why the Eagles really didn't go out and try to get another quarterback. I think they really like this kid. I think they believe in this kid. 
I don't know how good or bad he's going to be. I do think he's pretty talented. Certainly was successful at Alabama. Um, this is a another animal, but I, I think this is a good opening day for him at that terrible Falcons defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's going to have a good year, actually. I don't, obviously, I don't want him to because I hate the Eagles, but I, I think he's going to prove some people wrong this year. Same. I, I think he, he has to have a good year. He's going to be the Eagles' everything. They, they might just have him about, out returning kicks and punts for him because, I Ooh. mean, I don't see any anyone else, like maybe Devontae Smith. I, I know, Sean, you mentioned that the Eagles' O line. They, I mean, they were great, but I think the f- amount of injuries they have, I, I think they've had, I-, I think we go back to when they were healthy. They, they were really good, but even the- these injuries block when they are on the field, they are, they've been pretty bad the past couple years. Yeah. So, and they're, they're all getting older too. Lane Johnson, yeah. Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, they're all on their, you know, second half of their career, maybe even, you know, coming towards the end of it. So I think that, you know, if they can get it together and healthy, I think they're similar to the Cowboys. They have two, you know, kind of veteran, older old lines, but when they are healthy, I think they could be solid. So if they do stay healthy, then I think it'll be good for them. But obviously, like you said, they've had a lot of injuries over the past couple of years. Yeah. So we will see. I'm excited. Those are the bets. If you want to make money, those are our best bets. So give them a shot. You can yell at us next week if we got them wrong. But we'll see. Now, moving on from betting to fantasy locks. We're doing it a little different this year. Joe, you you picked Russell Wilson too many times. We are going to go. You can only pick the same player. Joe, you picked Russell Wilson like every other week. Like the past, did I? Done that, something like that. Uh, you just love. I like Russell Big Russ. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. Wait, are you changing the rule because of me? Yes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> fine. Uh, you can only pick. You only got one pick for one player. So, starting off, Sean, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean it's. I didn't want to pick Stefan Diggs too early, but I think this matchup really favors him. I think that, you know, when we were talking about the Bills Steelers game, I think that, you know, having that connection that uh, from Allen to Diggs, I think they're just going to improve upon that, uh, especially in week one against the Steelers team who's losing two of their top cornerbacks. They still have Joe Hayden, but I think that uh, Stefan Diggs is going to run all over Joe Hayden. I think that they're going to have a really good game. And I think that their connection is going to uh, leave off or start off right where it left off last year. And I think that they're going to have a monster game. So it was tough to use Stefan Diggs in the first week. I can't use him again, but I think this matchup uh, really favors him. So I, I think that he's going to be my fantasy lock for week number one. Hell yeah. I, I like that. Cause I, I do think, I mean, you, you could go Josh Allen here, but I do think Mika Fitzpatrick's going to be able to get a pick off Josh Allen somewhere, just the way Josh Allen likes to, to sling the football, a, a pick is almost inevitable at some point. And I think Mink Fitzpatrick good enough. He'll he'll get a pick there. So I like the Stefan Diggs pick here. Uh Trev, he had to go. He had Lamar Jackson. Uh good pick. I mean, the Raiders it, it's rough. It's another one of his SpongeBob Square, square picks, picks as you like to call it. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Speaking of SpongeBob Square picks. Joe and Zay with a big SpongeBob Square pick. 
That's right. And if I'm only going to get to pick them once, I might as well take them against the worst defense in the NFL. Uh, and I think the Cowboys will be competing for that honor this year. I think Tom goes for at least 350 and four scores. Yeah, uh, that's great. I, I honestly, I, I probably would have liked Mike Evans. I, I feel like that guy is just so criminally underrated. He is one of the best wide receivers in the league, and I think he'll show it tomorrow night against the, a terrible Cowboys defense. But for me, you know, I don't do the SpongeBob Square picks. I got Tyrod Taylor against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tyrod Taylor, he looks great the first couple weeks of the season, and then he dies down and he'll probably eventually lose his job like he always does. Uh, To who? I don't know. Davis Mills, maybe. I I don't even know who the Texans have at at QB at the at this point, but I do think Tyrod Taylor against a young developing Jags defense will, will, will have some, will be great, especially week one. And I, I think this could be the only game Houston wins, but, uh, not yeah. a bad pick Jace. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. And you know what? Kudos to Tyrod Taylor. Um, a guy who I think really got robbed last year oh, hell yeah. uh, of an opportunity, like in a major way. I mean, you know, that, that was serious, at least uh, at the beginning. You're like, oh, my God, it's going to be all right. So, yeah, I like that one. I think he'll definitely do well. Yeah, and he, he is always – the first couple weeks are his weeks. but And especially – this is the only game I have the Texans winning. But, uh, and Trevor Lawrence getting his first – Loss sends his freshman year of high school in the regular season or something like that. But we'll see. Well, Sean, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I think he will also, not only just through the air, I I think he'll lead the the Texans in rushing. He's got the mobility. I think he'll do well on the ground too. But uh, that's going to do it for John about the G-Men. We had everyone drop like flies. Bro, last two standing. You and me, baby. The two guys that really believe in these New York football giants, Jace. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out Mos- Mos- uh, Mosquito Shield and tell them that the boys are drawing about the G-Men sent you. That's going to do it. Make sure you enjoy the games. We got football back. Last week, we got a little taste of college football. Now we got NFL. We got the best of the best on the gridiron. And boy, oh boy, if you're not excited, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because football is back, baby. If you're not excited, then you're like Sean Scanlon's laptop. You're dead inside. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week where we will be talking about the Giants and week two of the NFL season. Stay tuned. Take care. We'll see you next week.
The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Stinky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting CloverCrestMedia.com. 